0: Hello and welcome to the Pricing for the Planet podcast, the podcast that explores the intersection of business and sustainability. I'm Fabian Cross, I'm your host today, and today we will talk about green ops. So I have a big question for you today. Is your social media and digital addiction secretly fueling climate change? Indeed, we have, we have a lot of data points about that. The shift project is estimating actually that the share of global green, greenhouse gas emission from digital technology is around 4%. So today it's kind of a small project, a small problem. But tomorrow they expect that this 4% will become 8%. We have another data point. It's an international energy agency they expect that those emissions from data centers and data transmission networks could double by 2030. So again, big problem by 2025 and 2030, but we may have a solution. Alex, do you want to give us a spoiler about this solution?
1: Yes, thank you, Fabien. A very quick spoiler. Uh, Maybe uh, the solution can be found by optimizing your cloud environmental footprint and the way that you are using cloud products today. Uh, And there is even a word for that, uh, which is GreenOps.
0: Perfect. And we talked about it. So I'm truly fascinated by the recent explosion of the concept of GreenOps. Could you explain what it is while introducing you, Alex?
1: Yes. Uh, So my name is Alex. I'm the uh, data and technology lead at Elevate, which is a, a consulting firm specialized in data marketing, data technology, and consumer marketing insights. Um, before that, I used to work at OVH Cloud, which is one of Europe's uh, leading cloud providers, first as a data scientist and then as the head of the data intelligence team. More generally, I have strong consulting roots, having also worked for Accenture, so I'm used to advise companies in various sectors on data and analytics. Um, And about green ops, well, um, a simple definition of green ops might be that it is the the act of reducing the environmental footprint of the cloud by optimizing its use. So it's kind of a framework, uh, a cultural shift in the way we think about cloud operations today by always keeping carbon impact in mind. The main idea behind green ops is to try and find a way to merge both technology and sustainability. Uh, You mentioned uh, a recent explosion of the concept of Green Ops. And although it might seem like a a new concept, uh, it actually meets a number of current challenges uh, for the cloud industry. Uh, As you know it, you have more and more companies which are moving to the cloud. Uh, These clouds are being used more and more intensively, and this in turn is driving up, up both costs and greenhouse gas emissions. I'm not telling you anything new, when I'm, I say that uh, today, uh, as of today, we are at a critical juncture in the fight against global warming and its impact. So you have drought, you have heat waves due to global warming. And cloud providers have a, a role to play into this. Uh, it concerns both major companies and startups, as well as ourselves as individuals and governments. So globally, global warming is a change for everyone. And green IT can also uh, have an impact on global warming uh, at scale. As for the cloud industry specifically, just to start also to highlight a few KPIs. Uh, As you mentioned, the digital sector today accounts for roughly 4% of global greenhouse gas emissions. And on its own scale, the cloud currently accounts for 15% of this share. So the cloud has a, a huge impact today in global greenhouse gas emissions. Um, It is often thought that the environmental impact of the cloud is due to its downstream usage, when actually uh, what we see is that a large part of the footprint also comes from the manufacturing of components and servers upstream. So uh, today you have IT components, you have electricity that is required to run data centers, and that actually represents the biggest carbon footprint for cloud providers. Uh, Data centers, just to give you another KPI, uh, data centers alone consume 1%, roughly 1% of all the energy that is produced worldwide today. And indeed, studies show that this figure could rise to 2% by 2030 without any action on our part. And as such, data centers are one of the prime targets uh, today when it comes to reducing carbon emissions. So that's where Green Ops comes in. And it's very important uh, to understand that this responsibility around green IT is shared between both the cloud providers, who must indeed optimize their services, uh, and ourselves as consumers in the way we are using those services and the way we we implement our data architecture. So today, if you talk with an IT decision maker or if you are yourself an IT decision maker, there are a lot of criteria that you need to consider when you are choosing a cloud provider. Oftentimes, uh, when speaking with IT teams, they are looking at whether they are working with a multi-cloud, for example, a hybrid cloud, so public or private cloud. Uh, They are looking at the kind of services that the cloud provider allows. Uh, Can you do analytics? Can you do big data? Can you do AI? Uh, You can also look at global availability, at operational performance of the cloud. Sometimes you might also care for transparency and cost optimization, which is another subject which we can delve into a bit Uh, Right after that, you also need to ensure that your cloud provider facilitates innovation and the use of new technology to ensure that you won't have a cloud architecture that will be obsolete after uh, just a few months or a few years. Uh, And uh, one of the most important parts, you need to consider data sovereignty, security, and legal issues. So once you have all uh, those checked out, finally, you might wonder hey, what about energy sustainability? What about uh, carbon impact? And that's when uh, we are talking about green ops. We conducted studies and those studies show that 89% of the developers uh, who are working and programming uh, on the cloud and who are programming uh, with data, they would choose a responsible cloud provider and a cloud architecture if they had the option. But sometimes uh, it's not the developers who are choosing uh, It can be IT teams, it can be finance teams. And uh, therefore, today, we are seeing that this issue of energy sustainability, of uh, environmental impact, it is slowly making its way into the success evaluation criteria of a lot of IT decision makers. Sometimes, and that's best by personal choice, and sometimes uh, due to financial constraints or by legislation.
0: Yes, super interesting. And... Two points that are actually very interesting. The the first one is we have a lot of people coming to us saying, you know, what can we do? You know, and and I'm working in IT, you know, it's we're we are are not developing green products actually. Green ops is a solution, a concrete solution. So it's not because you're in IT or in data that you don't have tools to do something about global warming. So you know 100 percent aligned with you that's the first thing and second thing which is very interesting same thing for companies we have so many companies saying oh i'm in it I, you know i mean data i mean cyber security there is not much i can do for global warming well actually there is and 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 thanks for for sharing your numbers and uh, and those numbers might seem low today, one percent of the total electric consumption, but again the the growth of you know data data consumption use of data center this growth is enormous, so this number will become you know huge in the next coming months years, so if we don't do anything, we will have a big problem coming from data center coming from, you know, digital conception and all that stuff. So I think those those things are becoming super important. And I think the winners will be, you know, IT company, cloud companies that will really see those are, are opportunities to be different, to, to have a competitive advantage. And, you know, I think, you know, you are spot on uh, on this one. And, and again, Congrats because I know at elevates it's super important for you to invest on those on those concepts. So I'm, I'm very glad to, to have you today. Quick quick one for, for the next question. Actually, I was talking about this idea of you know like capitalizing on green ops. Do you see some of your clients going even further and monetizing greenups?
1: Um yes, so that's a great question because it feeds into another topic uh, when you are talking about monetization, which is called FinOps. Uh, And both FinOps and GreenOps are complementary. So yes, indeed, among the the key accounts that we support at Elevate, uh, we see that the subject of FinOps is uh, gaining momentum. Um, Just to explain the the difference between FinOps and GreenOps, FinOps is, uh, is aiming at optimizing and reducing IT infrastructure costs while maximizing business value. So with FinOps, you are targeting costs, while with GreenOps, you are targeting carbon impact. So uh, you can monetize GreenOps in a way uh, through FinOps, which is another framework, but which is a very uh, return-on-investment-oriented way of trying to understand how much uh, one euro invested in the cloud will uh, yield at the end. So you can use those kind of FinOps frameworks in order to make business trade-offs. And yes, some of our clients are uh, actively challenging the pricing method that is used within their projects, uh, whether they are using spot instances on the cloud, on-demand, reserved capacity. Uh, they are challenging the size of instances. Uh, you don't need to have the the biggest uh, GPU to uh, do some data transformation. You can sometimes use a lesser energy-consuming CPU, for example. Uh, they are changing cloud elasticity. They are changing storage, and uh, we have even some clients who are using a serverless application, uh, as it is more efficient because tasks in a serverless application has both a beginning and an end. So you won't have a server who is running uh, over time and won't stop uh, whenever. And generally, uh, when you have uh, consumers who are consciously taking decisions in favor of green ops. For example, uh, using reserved capacity, because they know that at a specific time, uh, they will need a higher capacity, but won't need it after that. Uh, this also enables the cloud providers to carry out capacity planning. So cloud providers can also optimize uh, server utilization and reduce cover footprint at a global customer scale. So yes, you can monetize GreenOps and you have FinOps and GreenOps, which are two sides of the same coin. Some green-up solution will indeed uh, positively contribute to a reduction of global costs. But sometimes also for others, IT teams might decide to incur additional costs, but in favor of lower carbon emission. So it's always, uh, it doesn't have to be a trade-off, but it's always something to consider and to have in mind.
0: And I love this example because in, in the global, like normal mindset, everybody will think, oh, if I'm more sustainable, it will be more expensive. And actually with GreenOps and FinOps, that's the exact opposite, or almost the exact opposite. And I think that's a great example. And everybody needs to understand that. Like you can be sustainable and it will cost you less to operate, actually. So everybody it's a win-win for everybody, actually. Yes. So it sounds almost too good to be true. So Alex, what challenges do you see today in implementing green ops solutions?
1: Yes. Um one of the main challenges to implement green absorption today, uh, one of the changes that is often cited is the macroeconomic context, uh, because you have a, a rise of raw material costs, which is everywhere, uh, in every domain, in every sector, and this is causing managers to have to make trade-offs, and often uh, when they are considering costs, uh, corporate social responsibility is uh, at the bottom of the, at the to-do list, and it's moved from, from a must have to a nice to have. So, often due to uh, macroeconomic context, uh, corporate social responsibility can be deprioritized. Soft- sometimes it is in favor of maintaining the same level of customer experience, even sometimes to maintain just the cash flow. But uh, in my opinion, viewing energy sustainability as a short term cost rather than a long term investment is short sighted. As you mentioned, over time, those numbers that we that we expressed will be increasing. So you have to think today about uh, your environmental impact for the next five years and 10 years to come. And some companies are doing that. But to do it, you also need to be very effective in the way you monitor your carbon impact to also avoid the pitfall of greenwashing. Because you have today mm-hmm. some IT decision maker who try to communicate uh, numbers about their CSR impact, corporate social responsibility impact, within their organization. And they tend to overestimate the impact, sometimes accidentally, just because they don't have the, the tools to effectively monitor uh, this impact. And when we confront them about that, one of the biggest uh, issues that they mentioned that is preventing them from being more accurate, is a lack of transparency and reliability in the way they measure the impact of the actions that are taken in favour of of greenhouse gas emissions, or also sometimes a lack of means, uh, which means the resources, experts, uh, who are available to do so. Uh, But still, nonetheless, today, we also see that among all the companies that we address at Elevate, more than 90% of them have an energy sustainability programme in place, and this is often a good, a good place to start uh, thinking about green ops.
0: Mm-hmm. Perfect. And, and, and actually we talked about that together. I, green ops is more than just a cost reduction. Uh, and in a sense, you know, there is a green, you know, the, the green aspect, the sustainable aspect, which is very important, but there is also a play around like a way to attract or retain talents. Do you see that as a reality through Elevate or through your clients?
1: Yes, definitely, uh, we, we see that at Elevate, um, first and foremost, the new generation that is entering the job market, uh, not only in data, but also in other fields, uh, is extremely sensitive to ecology and to these issues. So you can use uh, green ops and market green ops also, uh, if you are very good at it, as a way to promote a company where ecology is important. And therefore, it can also attract some talents to your company. So it's indeed a way to, to attract and retain talents, even. And secondly, sometimes companies might need to move in favor of green uh, more than a cost reduction play because uh, they may be forced to do it because of the regulatory front. So there are today changes in the legal framework, which could also uh, require companies to update their financials to include uh, extra reportings that integrate new uh, environment-friendly measures. We, you need to monitor that if you are a company today who has a, a big carbon impact uh, to ensure that in the future you won't have to pay specific taxes, for example, if you don't comply with environment-friendly measures and Green IT. So it's really a, a, a matter that needs to be taken into account with your legal team. But generally, as of today, if you are only thinking about um, attracting and retaining talent, you still have a bit of trouble to find the real experts for Green ops and FinOps in the field. There are still few today, yeah. and this makes uh, both recruiting and finding the right talents and also assessing uh, for such positions particularly difficult, because you don't have the, the experts and the people within your team already to know if the potential candidates are good at uh, Green or FinOps. So, uh, we see that uh, at different companies, you have various levels of, of maturity uh, around the GreenOps and FinOps subjects. But still, uh, I just looked it up a, a week ago. And on LinkedIn, if you look up, you can see some kind of job title, job position open around these topics uh, GreenOps architect, GreenOps product owner, GreenOps lead. Mostly at very data mature companies, like, for example, L'Oréal and Decathlon in France. Um, and similarly, we are also starting to see some FinOps jobs, so FinOps engineer, FinOps team leader, uh, which are beginning to appear. Uh, but despite these changes and despite the fact that that greenOps and FinOps are still new, uh, we are m- very likely to see a more uh, widespread adoption of these practices yeah. in the future.
0: Super interesting. So, so, listeners, if you are in the middle of a career move, going into greenOps and FinOps might be a very smart move.
1: <laughs> yes. indeed.
0: So, Alex, I'm coming back to to my first question. So, we started the, the podcast saying, you know, is your social media and digital addiction secretly fueling climate change? I think we all agree that the answer is yes, it is. It's 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 a fact. But the good news is that because of those greenups, finups, new kind of framework, we might actually reduce or at least sustain the current kind of like emission related to data centers and data consumption, right? Yes, exactly. Okay, perfect. So maybe last question, Alex, if listener could take away just one key message from the podcast, what would you want it to be? Yes.
1: Um, <laughs> for for you uh, as a data or IT decision makers, uh, GreenOps and FinOps can uh, make uh, a difference in your corporate data roadmaps. You, by combining both GreenOps uh, and FinOps, companies can not only optimize their costs and their cloud usage, but they can also minimize the environmental impact. And this can lead to a more efficient and more sustainable data strategy, which will indeed deliver long-term benefits both financially and environmentally. Um, if you need help to do so, we know how to do it. Uh, at elevate but you can also seek advice uh, to to find experts in the field who will help you do so and i would strongly advise to start uh, focusing on those subjects right now as of today
0: yeah i like it and and, you know for sure and maybe to, to conclude this podcast episode so yes like Go check Elevate. I know you have great content about green ups and thin ups. So there is a ton of, you know, stuff to learn, especially if you want to be specialized. If you are in data and IT. You know, go in this field. I think that's you know a, a blue ocean. So there is a lot of business. There is a lot of opportunities to be green and to actually have a career. That's the second thing. If you are in a company and if you are not in IT and data, you can still ask questions about you know, do we have green ups? Do we have fin ups? Why don't we have those green ups and fin ups? If you are in marketing, if you are in pricing, you can also ask the same question and then take that. As a value proposition for your end clients. I think that will be a great story to explain that you improve your data and carbon, carbon related, um, to data footprint. And you, there is a high chain that you can monetize those kind of actions. And then, you know, lastly, as a, as an end user, pay attention and consume brands that are talking about green ups and fin up, that are talking about sustainability. So Alex, a huge thank you for being here today a huge thank you for all those explanations i will add some links uh, for the listeners to check out elevate to uh, get deeper into greenups and finups any last word maybe
1: yeah uh, ecology is a way to go not only uh, within data but uh, also for yourself so be consider consider Um, an actor and a player within the environmental field and also uh, really take it into account in your everyday life. It's very important.
0: Perfect. Thank you. And listeners, if you want to continue this journey, I strongly suggest that you follow us, Pricing for the Planet, that you follow uh, Elevate. They are on LinkedIn. They have social media channels as well. We have actually a dedicated newsletters called the biweekly digest. So you can join our biweekly digest. We talked about, you know, all those concepts and ideas about business and sustainability. It's a biweekly newsletter. So you can go on our website, www.pricingfortheplanet.com, and you can actually join our newsletter. And again, thanks for your attention. Thanks for your interest and take care. Be well.